welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's your co-host, Jenny Scott, here with my favorite co-host, Dan, the man, Duran. How are you today, Dan? I am great, Jenny. This is really cool. I didn't know that we had this guest until almost last minute. And as I'm, I'm reviewing where our guest came from and what he's done, I'm like, man, I think I've known this dude since he first got started or shortly after. And I am just so excited. I'm so proud of him. I'm old now. So I think of folks like this, like <laughs> my kids. And uh, I'm just so proud of him. And I'm, I'm going to let him introduce himself, uh, you know, in detail. But I am really happy that we have Matt right here. Today. Welcome, Matt. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Dan. And I know it's actually, it's cool because when I go back and think about my career, I was like, man, I want to learn from this Dan guy. And now to be able to jump on here. And I've still there every time we meet, I still learn something from you. And that's what's cool. And I am grateful for social media because we can learn about each other's families. We can learn about what we're doing in our businesses and our life. And of course, what brings us joy in our lives. So but uh, to both of you, and then, of course, John on the team at ISSA, who's become a good industry friend, uh, thank you for having me on. Phenomenal opportunity, big supporter of ISSA. He'll tell you because I've been sending people that way to get certified. But uh, to keep it semi-short and sweet, so right now I'm the chief growth officer for a brand new athletic club that opened October 21 called the Four Athletic Club. It's here in central Jersey, right along the beach. We're about two miles to the ocean that way. Um, but one unique thing about what my role is here is we actually have uh, four studios under one roof. So we're just like I said, just over a year here. We're about 1,700 members. Personal nice. training is already doing $80,000 a month with only seven trainers on staff. Woo, nice. I am happy to brag about. But uh, I'm also a co-owner of a franchise concept that we just inked our first deal to expand down to Florida. But it's called Earn Your Stripes. It's a military-inspired workout. It offers a few different programs. We have our Earn Your Stripes. Uh, we have an Earn Your Stripes combat program, which is half box and half floor work. We have EYS cadets, which is for youth training. And then we also have EYS vets, which is for older adults. So it's a pretty cool platform that I'm excited to wrap my head around and to be able to grow. Prior to here, I was the vice president of fitness and programming at City Fitness in Philadelphia. We had six clubs, 18,000 members. I had 160 of the greatest instructors, personal trainers, fitpreneurs, you name it, on my team. Um, I'm from South Jersey, so it was very nice for me to be able to jump over the bridge to be able to spend that time in Philly. But I mean, leading up, I, I, I've kind of done a lot in the industry. Started out as a personal trainer, got into management, went to school at Penn State for kinesiology, did my master's in sport and exercise psychology and leadership and management. That led to becoming an adjunct professor, led to a PhD scholarship, and I just bounced. I just keep chasing whatever new dream I have. Right now, uh, my wife told me that I have to slow down. So sure enough, the Ford Athletic Club and Earn Your Stripes is it. Um, 
but yeah, I'm excited to be able to speak to sort of like my own career and journey. Um, how many times I was slapped in the face, uh, how many times I had to crawl, and then how many times I also got to drink from my celebratory bottle of liquor that I keep every time I make a big accomplishment. Right on. Well, that bottle ought to be uh, get, coming close to empty by now. It's, uh, it <laughs> seems bottle. like it's, it's always something new. It's time for a new bottle. If you haven't got one by now. I bought a new one not that long ago. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, can you tell us more about, and by the way, thank you for the kind words. And what's yeah. really cool is I've, I've been learning from you for years now. I mean, I've seen uh, you in my audience a few times. I know. Speaking yeah. engagements. Yeah. Yes. So you've, uh, Matt's presented at many large industry events uh, and will continue to do so. He's certainly a thought leader, not only an exercise phys guy that knows his stuff, but a thought leader in the, the fitness business industry, which is what we're going to talk about here today. Uh, can you tell us more about what you're doing there at the board, Matt, as, in that role? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm the glue. So I'm trying to pull together from an operational standpoint how our ops team, the sales team, the kids zone team, the courts team, the trainers, the studios, really how it all folds together. If I shift, then you can actually see what that whiteboard looks like. You have my sales over there, but then each department's in a different color of what my to-dos are. And for me, it's about being able to pull the ingredients to figure out their stickiness and how they're going to work together so that you can come with that final product. I know that for me, I try to lead or design the things that we're doing in a way that is both thoughtful but also take into account the contributions of every single person on my team. So if we find that there's a glitch in the system at the front desk, I'm not the expert in that. It's the people who work there that do that. So I'm almost like in my research days, pulling everything in to say, all right, let's try this. Let's do this. So uh, it's that whole concept of if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. That's my yeah, role. All the time. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I want to be able to have that. Um, from a business standpoint, right? I mean, no different. Like, you know, I'm big with my managers. Like, I don't ever have them do team meetings or one-on-ones without having an agenda that that person's seen prior to that because it helps the uh, effectiveness of the meeting, but it also keeps it efficient because, you know, it's a lot of hustle and bustle. I mean, the one great thing about our job is that every little, every single day is a little bit different. But the one challenge about our job is that every single day is a little bit different. So what I try to be is uh, really the energy for the team, um, to be everybody's confidant, to be the person to listen to. Um, but my number one goal is to, uh, and I say this, I have a consulting company, but it's uh, it was called Sweat Industry. And it was to educate and to give inspiration through perspiration, not just at the gym, but in life. So my goal is I want them to seek out their best um, professional life, but their best personal life as well. And that's why you know me socially, my family is my number one. And I want to make that very, very well known to my team here that family is number one. And it's why every email we send, it literally starts with, hey, Fort Fam, because we want our members to feel the same exact way. That's awesome. And I saw the website and it looks like an awesome facility that you guys have there. Um, I saw the name, the Fort. And then I saw where you were at because I went to school in Fort Collins, Colorado. So I was like, is this uh, is this and I was like, oh, it's not in Colorado. Yeah. Darn it. You should totally open uh, one in Colorado in Fort Collins. Deal. All right. It would fly. It would fly. I'll start the, I'll start the fundraise. <laughs> there you go. I like it. 
So that's awesome. And like what you do at the club is so important um, for all the reasons you just stated. Like it's a super important. It has to be a well-oiled machine and you are planning for the success of your, your company. And that's what we're here to talk about today is like, how can our trainers out there, whether you're working for a facility, whether you're working on your own, um, how can they actually work to build their business? Because it never really stops, right? Um, it's something, yeah, we have to keep doing it. And so by the time this episode airs, it's the new year. And this is a busy time of year, these first couple months of the year, not just January, right? But it continues on. It can be a busy time mm-hmm. of the year for a lot of people in fitness. And I'm sure you guys have some strategies to you know, increase, increase your 1700 member base and improve your yeah. personal training sales and all the other things that you guys offer as services and products. But can you share some strategies with our listeners that you believe are really effective in today's fitness environment to build your membership base, your services, like build your revenue? Yeah, I'll hit a couple because it actually ties to some of the recent talks that I've done. So Ursa, this past year down in Miami, I spoke about how your your social media, your website, your reviews are really your, like the 2020, we'll be able to say three version of a storefront. So how are you selling yourself before the people even get there? They're making the decision before they even come. Whether you're a solopreneur, a health club like mine, a studio, it doesn't matter. That's where people are um, spending their time. So one of the research things that I'd seen that people will spend six, seven, or eight times going to visit either your site, your social, your reviews before actually making commitment these days. We are in a consumer market, which means they have the strength, not us. Um, I do believe that gone are the days of the, the deal where we have to wow them with get this, get that, because people are starting to see more value in health, in mental health, in physical health, spiritual, emotional health. So you have to know what that product is that you're selling. You can't be everything to everyone. So be great at what it is that you do. For us, we do two things. We stay where families stay healthy and four studios under one roof because we don't just do yoga in a gym. We have the most beautiful yoga studio within 50,000 square feet. We don't just have bikes in the corner of a room while we're trying to do a HIIT program. We have a 2,700 square foot, 32 person, fully kitted boxing HIIT style studio. Same for cycling uh, and then same for our hybrid program, which offers bar, dance, sculpting, et cetera. Um, so that's the first is knowing how you're getting people there so that you can sell yourself right there. Like we're transparent with pricing. Um, we don't shy away from doing that, which leads to sort of the second thing, which is my Ursa talk this year in San Diego in March, which is about breaking barriers before they become creative. So I use the example of putting out your pricing. Like we don't shy away that we're $159 a month for an all-in membership. Mm-hmm. Um, before it was like almost like it would be like, all right. Here's my retina scan. Here's my blood draw. And now I'll tell you the price. All right. Yeah. My daughter turned six months yesterday. Like here, here's my six month old. Can you please just tell me what your prices are? Um, and we sell that through our social media. We want to be the cheers of fitness. I did an interview with someone the other day, one of our members, and she actually said she was like, I feel like it's like cheers. I come in and everyone knows my name. I said, damn it. That's exactly what I say to everybody. I was like, that's been our goal since the inception of this project, because it was always something that I felt that I did a strong job of, which was building at with my clients when I was first building, uh, whether it was my own book as a personal trainer or as a fitness manager, helping that for the other people on my team. So, you know, 
knowing that you are selling it and that you're breaking those barriers down. So what's key for us, we always have a five-day trial. And yes, I'm talking more to the club in itself. But once you come on and you're um, a member with us, you always have two free sessions to start with a personal trainer, military-inspired gym. It's called The Enlistment. Then we also have a semi-private platform as well called The Bunker. And it's two to eight person, more of the like Cosgrove style training, um, uh, that type of system or like uh, Boyle's Thrive program that we ran down in City Fitness um, that gets people in. But then we also trial for those who might not have committed to the studio membership. We also give them three free studio classes as well. We want them to have the taste before they have to commit. Um, and it usually sells themselves. So that's why we call it. It's like our guarantee is we want you to take it and then for you to drink the Kool-Aid and then want to invest in it. So that's been some of our biggest key strategies. And then, you know, like gone are the days of ever really having enrollment processing fees. You know, we always, we kind of view them as a joke. We don't do it. If anything, we'll charge somebody a dollar if we're like giving them the rest of the month on us. And that's just to make sure their credit card hits. So quick little tip. Don't give stuff away till you know the person's credit card hits. Um, you know, we, we learn that the hard way sometimes, but that's important. You know, everyone's cool with swiping a dollar. Um, but then you at least know that you can put that person into the queue. Um, and then the other big thing for us is getting involved in the community is anytime that we can sponsor an event, whether it's a raffle prize or um, just to show face. I mean, right now, literally, we're holding a pickleball clinic for a company uh, it's their corporate holiday party. Um, nice. but now, now we have 40 people who've never been here, maybe before, now exposed to our walls. So I build a drip campaign that I can immediately punt out tomorrow that says, thank you so much for attending your holiday party here. I'd love to extend a five-day trial for every single one of you. And then that follows my drip so I can put it into the sequence. So they're now receiving invites to studio classes. Um, tonight, we have an animal flow pop-up. Next Thursday night, we have a bar and bubbles oh yes we like to do fitness and we like to do drinks um (laughs) but we invite them and that is fun it's not just lifting things picking them up putting them down so people want to be a part of something um the other thing to know and there's different ways to utilize it and i promise this is my last response but how you can do things at the club that will drive them to want to post on social and to share with friends How do you continue your one-hour experience to potentially last days? So one of the things that I'm doing with the app for Earn Your Stripes that's in development right now, we have like trigger points of what you're trying to achieve so that there becomes that, I want more, I want more, I want more, what's coming next? It's no different from what Netflix does that will sometimes it auto loops the next episode or why social media has infinite scroll. Then it finally says, Hey, are you still there? And that's when you're like, damn it, I should really probably turn this off. <laughs> so we want to do that with our programs in that same exact way until, of course, the person goes, I'm good or they're a happy member and they're referring other people. So my long winded response, but hopefully four great tips in there to be able to help people. Yeah, I definitely like that last one. And I think that could apply to whether you're working in a facility, a studio, or by yourself, is how can you make this experience last, right? Maybe it's taking selfies at the end or something. Nobody takes a selfie and just stores it in their phone. Like, what are you going to do with it? Most people will post it, right? Well, you're yeah. probably going to tag people in it, right? You're probably going to say what you were doing. And then that's going to garner interest, get some, you know, attention. Um, but I really like what you said there, Matt, like bringing people into the facility, even if they're not there to work out, right? They're doing the pickleball yeah. today. 
that has nothing to do with, you know, the resistance training machines and the Smith machine or whatever. Um, but yeah. they might walk in and be like, oh, what is this place? I've never heard of this place. It's huge. It looks huge to me. I said that. That was the first thing I said when I looked at your website. I was like, this place looks awesome. <laughs> so That's I awesome. Like See, That's one barrier less that we have to deal with. Yeah. yeah. So... Matt, what, what you described, uh, brilliant, and of course, that's why you're you know, speaking and sharing and helping and consulting. So you're a club where you're responsible. You're bringing folks in. You're, you're getting them connected. You're creating a community or family, which is going to enable your training team, your personal trainers, instructors, really to have a lot more opportunity to get in front of people. Not all clubs do that. You and I know that we all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're, now, whether you're a trainer at the fort or you're a trainer somewhere else, yeah. how are they going to grow their business? How are they, what strategies do you suggest for them to be yeah. able to, to, you know, expand their clientele, to be able to touch more people, to be able to grow their community and family? Yeah. I mean, the number one has to be about touch as many people possible genuinely so that's the important thing all right is how you go about trying to build your book of business is important so like casting a wide net right like i always use the example of dan if i sent you and your son out and i said look i want you to drop these 20 lines to go fishing all right are you going to be able to give the same standard of care to each of those poles and bring home what you hope to no it's just not possible for you to give the attention to each It's no different in our business. So make sure that you cast the network by putting yourself out there, but then also know by picking those. So I would rather say to you, and we say this to our coaches, is if we can take it in like almost like micro checkpoints to get to the goal, that's what's most important. So, you know, I always use the whole like uh, plant the seed, cultivate it, harvest it, and then hope that something's going to grow. Um, I use the analogy sometimes of dating, right? I don't just go up to someone. I didn't tell my wife, like, first time I met her, hey, will you marry me? I wanted to date her multiple times before we ended up building that bond and that relationship. So that's why one thing that I've been saying to all trainers is if you're not involved in teaching studio classes or doing some type of small group or large group coaching, it's a phenomenal avenue. I actually, I still coach three to five sessions every single week. I'm the 6 a.m. guy. I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm here. Besides the front desk person and maybe one or two other trainers, I'm the first in the building. And nice. it's great for me because my my classes sell out. I'm always comfortable talking about referrals to people. And if I see somebody that has a movement that I may disagree with or isn't seeing their results, I can immediately, because I have the relationship, refer them to one of our fitness professionals that we have on our team. So that's important. It's that balance of, of making yourself known within your community. So if you're an online coach, How are you leveraging your social media to be kind? Is it that your posts are getting the most engagement? But when I say engagement, meaning bringing you business, just because people liked it and wrote something, guess what? That doesn't help your wallet. Yeah. Second, are you seeing that stories are actually getting people to respond to you more because they can have more of a look and feel and you're humanizing your connection with somebody? Or is it that your online programs are getting such good feedback through email that you can then share that? If I move to the sort of like maybe solopreneur that's working out of a studio or you own a studio, you're trying to say to people, all right, come in. So here's my free trial. How do you massage that relationship to be able to keep you at the forefront? And that's why most small businesses don't really integrate a CRM and you could create a potential one um, on your own through like a Google, which is just 
I meet, you know, Jenny Scott. Jenny Scott's first appointment was 12-8. I have 12-9 in automated text message that basically I can utilize, but then also maybe add one little personal note that says, you know, uh, I was so impressed with the way that you worked. Your deadlift was perfect. One, you just complimented her. Two, you followed up. And now you're changing that one-hour experience into now a two-day experience. And then you're, you know, it's either a welcome or maybe you just plant and then you're going to leave it as is. And then day three becomes more of the, hey, I would love to be able to welcome you back or a which close of, you know, did you decide on if the twice a week or three times a week program was best for you? I know that you said you wanted to figure out the optimal time for your schedule, which is great because I have both Monday and Wednesday available. If you do plan to do that third day, please let me know as I know I could adjust another client to accommodate you. I listened to you. I personalized it to you. I complimented you. I kind of had all these little things. And I'd hope in this example, Jenny, at any point, did you feel uncomfortable with anything that I shared? No. I hope no, not. No. Did you feel as though that I was guiding the conversation? Yeah. Did sure. you feel as though it was personalized? Yes. Do you feel as though that you're confident in my ability to help you reach your goals? Yeah, you're definitely organized. And like, I love that you were giving them options. So, I've never done that. So my Venmo is Manu Matt, M-A-N-U. And so, but that's how to build it. And then allow me real quick, because I hit two of the avenues. The in-club person is, you live and die by 30 and 60 minutes at a time. Yeah. Because it's always like assessment, train, train, assessment, eat a bar, train, a yogurt, train, go out to your car and look at your social media, train. But what are you doing in those other times? Or how are you telling your day what you're going to do? Dan, you've probably heard me speak about this, but I teach every trainer or coach that works for me is if you're committing an eight hour shift to me, every 30 or 60 minutes has to have what you're doing at that time. It can't be open hour or floor time. You have programs to write. You have follow-up phone calls to make. You have schmoozing on the floor. You have check-ins with former clients. You have check-in with uh, assessments that you might have done. You have social media that you can get, engage with. So I use the analogy of like my bills. Whenever I do my bills, I use a program that um, I tell my money where it's going to go in the same way that my day, like I know right now, and I shared this with you in the call, I knew exactly what my day was. I did a quick flip because I don't like to be too married to it, but I could tell you up until 5.30 when I leave here tonight, every single thing that I'm doing so that I can control my day. And it's no different with the trainer that's in the club because what happens is, and I noticed is, it's very, very quick to end up stopping and then doing this. Well, this hasn't ever really made me that much money before. Um, so I always try to find it that if I'm really trying to become a well-rounded fitness professional, the best thing that I can do is put in the time trying to do what I want to do, which is build my book. Welcome back for another ISSA rapid review. Beepo had this to say about our strength and conditioning course. This was great stuff. Very direct, and it teaches you everything you need to know. Thanks, Beepo. Absolutely. And that, that echoes the sentiments of some other people we've had on to talk about business building and being efficient with your time is, yeah, you should have a schedule. You should know what you're doing. But that time spent working on your business should be spent working on your business. So all the things yep. that you just listed, follow-up calls, you know, touching base, schmoozing. I like that word, schmoozing on the floor, right? Getting in front of as many people as you can versus, oh, I'm going to write emails real quick, or I'm going to go check my social media. That's not working on your business, right? Um, that's right. just, you know, 
extra stuff. <laughs> That's the nice to add, not the need But to you could even schedule your extracurriculars. Like I had somebody that, you know, this person said to me, like, I just love being able to spend 20 minutes on TikTok. Put it in your schedule. That's yeah. fine. Like if that's something that brings you joy, put it on there. Like there's no shame in that. And like, I don't want to sound like I'm all rigid that every single day I don't go to my wife and say, dinner's ready, right? Um, Cause she would say, I don't know. Did you cook it? But, <laughs> you know, it helps from a business standpoint. And, you know, Dan knows, Jenny, you know, many of the people here are listening to this right now. But when you become consistent, that's when results happen. Would we not say the same exact thing to our clients about their fitness? So why would it be any different about us when we're trying to build our business, our career, or strive for something? My whole, yeah. my whole family knows this. And for the listeners, yeah. I'm making a C with my hand. And yeah. uh, you just look, you know, tell my kid, what's this? I know, Dad, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's it's cliche or not. It's been probably posted more often than anything else. But <laughs> consistency is key. It's it's the key differentiator. Like if anybody asked, like what they felt was different for me in my career, I tell everyone that I'm the king of consistency. I like that. Now, do you have any advice for someone who's like new to the field who wants to like they're just they love to work out. They come to the floor all the time. You see them in there all the time. And they're like, you know what? I think I want to get certified. Right? You give them some advice. You tell them where to get certified. What advice would you give to that person to turn this into a long term career? The key words there are long. Turn, right? There's a lot of people, yeah. and I know you know this, Matt, that come and go, yeah. right? Because they get burnt out. They didn't do all the things that you're telling us about, right? They didn't plan. They didn't build their business. And they said, oh, this is too hard. And that's okay. That's okay. It's to be expected in any industry, but in fitness, I feel like it happens a lot. But what actions should these people be taking to advance themselves or really make this a good long-term solution for them? It takes time, right? That's the first thing that you need to know. It, it doesn't just happen. So you always have to be a student. So talk to those other high-level trainers, maybe at that club, at that facility, or follow those people. I gave one bit of advice at an idea many years ago, but I recommended them to set up a, an additional um, Instagram account and only make that account about people who inspire you. So find the uh, fitness professionals or studio owners that you know are going to help almost be like as though you get the gratification of the social media, but you're actually educating yourself, right? Um, rather than knowing what so-and-so pop star or whatever is doing, you're then yeah. going in and like, you're getting that information. And I can remember it was actually a couple guys that were opening a studio together, but they were like, I'm blown away at how much stuff I've learned. And it's just because I'm sitting there swiping real quick. So that's a cool little bit because it's quick bits of uh, education that you can build a little bit every day. It's the whole like, five minutes is better than no minutes type of thing, you know, is ask questions of the other trainers about what ended up helping them. And then put yourself out there through role play, role modeling, and just getting in front of people. Like the actual application component is going to be the best teacher ever for you. Yes, it's always the most comfortable for me, but the final um, sort of like thumbs up for you to get assessments in your schedule is you have to put me through one. And I always, you know, we do a mock, I pretend that I'm somebody and we run through the whole thing. And then I break down any of the sort of positive feedback and constructive criticism or areas of improvement. I never say negative. It's always areas of improvement or this is your stronger. Just helps from the psychology of it, especially for a new coach or new trainer. Yeah. From there, I then don't stop and say, all right, next time do this. I go, all right, guess what, Dan? 
these are now the things that we're going to be working on over the next few weeks. I want to be very kind about how many things that I put in front of you. Some health clubs or even studios are like, all right, I'm going to throw you in the lion's den. Good luck. And it's like, whoa, 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 you're setting the person up for failure. So when we say those things, Jenny, like it's hard or it's challenging, I don't feel like it's sometimes it's because the leader of that team might not have set that person up for success. We have to create the time to uh, be mindful of how our position of influence can impact whether that person is successful or not. Like, same thing, flat out tell everybody, I measure my success on how well you do, right? That's part of the whole idea behind my tagline of my company is I want to know that you're set up. The other thing is when it comes to being able to build, especially as a new trainer, is find those bits of education um, in everything that you do and get really, really good at customer service, customer experience, learn about finance, read about psychology. It's not just about biceps, triceps, deadlifts, squats. Everyone's got working on their glutes these days. Um, <laughs> Fortunately, I still skip leg day at 38 years old. Just joking. <laughs> All right. But that's important because there's so much emphasis on the train, the train, the train. But do you think if I just knew how to train Jenny, would I have been able to give you the pitch that I gave to you? If I could talk to you about informing. So that's why, I, you know, I loved that I spent my time in sport and exercise psychology because it allowed me to relate different to whether it was the athlete or the person. Now I can take that into what I'm doing. So um, even reading the number one recommended book that I give is called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor, A-C-H-O-R. Um, and it's amazing just how happiness impacts people and how it can influence you. Um, or being able to read something like uh, Atomic Habits is, of course, the big one mm -hmm. that everybody pushes. Great book. The Slight Edge uh, by Greg Olson. I read it every January. As soon as January 1st hits, it's another big one. So. There's so many of them, but it's going to help you be able to build your business. And also at the same time, like I tell everybody, confidence comes with competence. So the more that you can learn and become competent in something, your confidence will in turn show. I like that one. I yeah. Like, we're going to have to steal that one. <laughs> love it. Just, love just it say in. my name because somebody the other day, literally a girl I was training, she literally, she was like, hold on, say it one more time. And I was like, that's why I do it. Nice. Now we have some books, the books to pop in, right, Jenny? So uh, yeah. we all have, I have, listeners. I have a we, ton. We review these or we we post them so that you can see where to find them and a little more information. Well, we're getting tight on time here, uh, Matt. So can you tell our listeners how to best find you? You want my cell phone? No, please. Don't. <laughs> I mean, okay. if you want people to call it. <laughs> don't do it. All right. Um, I mean, probably Instagram's the easiest for immediate gratification. It's just Matt Wright Fitness, M-A-T-T-W-R-I-G-H-T Fitness. Um, my email is MatthewWright22 at Gmail. I'm always happy to jump on a FaceTime with you, have a conversation. I mean that to anybody. Um, yes, I'm a busy dad of two beautiful girls. Um, I'm moving next Friday to add another crazy wrench in the mix. Actually, no, this will be passed. So whatever. I moved a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, but I'm always willing to have the conversation with anybody, uh, where I was an adjunct professor, uh, I still go back and do things. I, I jump on and speak all the time. So I'm always willing to be able to, uh, brainstorm and have some conversations with anybody who may want to do so. So, because I know that if I can help their spider web grow, it's only going to continue to impact more and more people. And that's the goal here, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you for offering that. And I'm sure you'll get some takers. You might get some emails. I hope so. Ask you some questions. I hope so. <laughs> 
If not, I want to (laughs) re-record. Absolutely. We'll have you back. We'll keep talking. (laughs) Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Matt. It was a pleasure meeting you. Good luck as you guys continue to grow over there at the fort and with your new project. When is that, by the way, going to be up and running? Oh, so, you know, we use this as our flagship or our pilot. Um, we're scouting locations down in Florida. Uh, so if there's trainers in the Florida area, I, I will definitely see if uh, either of you can follow up because we'll be looking to build. Um, but we're scouting six locations in Florida right now and then looking at different franchise and license opportunities throughout. So uh, we'll see. But uh, the website will probably be up early Q1 next year. The app is going to drop and there will be on-demand features. So that's a cool thing that people are going to be able to have access to because you'll be able to learn. We also built a resources page in there. So it's not just about fitness. We're talking about mindfulness. We're talking about sleep. Um, And I'm working on my app. That's my next call. But we should be able to geotag EYS approved businesses that are going to help you from a fitness standpoint. So it could be uh, EYS approved uh, restaurants that we would recommend that you go to or if there's groups or physicians in the area. It's. I like to think it's a little progressive. Uh, I'm trying to take the guessing work out of everything. So it can be a one-stop shop. But my goal with the app is it to be as common of you to open like the weather, the your email or your social media pages to want to see what that's like because trying to lengthen the experience of the in-club. You know what I'm what you did there. Now you're you starting to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. It's a lot of psychology. I, that's a really cool feature though, to have like restaurants or, you know, places for, to go for snacks or drinks or a physician. Think like, about when you travel. Yeah. When you travel, like, uh, I don't even know. I booked Disney for the family for next year. And uh, I immediately try to think of it. I was like, well, we're, if I wanted to go check out some studios, I'd love to be able to have some type of resource or... Uh, I want to go to a restaurant that I know is going to be family friendly. Like, what do I have to do? I go to Yelp. I go to TripAdvisor or whatever else. Or, you know, of course, everyone knows that Facebook people are the smartest people in the world. But you put it out there and then you find out. So if I could create an experience that people want to go to the Earn Your Stripes page to be able to help them from a fitness and health standpoint, I think that helps a lot. Very good. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on. So much love for you, Dan. So much respect for you, Jenny. I'm excited for us to connect. Absolutely. And thank you again for joining us. And uh, this has been a great conversation. Super cool. Thank you. Yes. Dan, any last words for our listeners today? A, a couple nuggets, Jenny. A couple nuggets. All right. There's actually three, but I'm going to try to make, try to make it two. So number one, we said it early on. If you fail the plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And you heard Matt go into detail about planning your day. So plan your day, plan your activities, the C word, be consistent in what you, in what you plan. And to quote one of my early mentors, do the simple things savagely well. So get really good at those simple things and just rock them and the rest will, will, will evolve. It'll happen for you. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I echo those sentiments 100%. And whether you're new to the industry or you've been here and you want to grow, you want to do something different, you want to make your business look different. Um, first of all, you have to do something different to get different results, right? So you can't keep doing the same thing, banging your head against the wall. That's literally the definition of insanity. Um, but you have to plan, right? Plan, put yourself in front of people. I love what Matt said about extending the experience. It's not just that time that they're with you. How can you make this last? How can you make them three days from now? Not just when they're sore, right? But how can they think back and be like, man, that was a great experience. I want to do it again. That's how you get people to come back in this industry. Um, so I think that's absolutely brilliant. And I love that you shared that. Super cool. Thank yes. You. Well, 
Thank you guys again for listening. We listen, tons of great information in here and make sure to reach out to Matt. He's waiting for your email. He's anxiously awaiting your email. And of course, guys, go out there, be fruitful, do all the things that you want to do. Make this the career that you want it to be because it absolutely can be. It is life-changing for not only the people you work with, but it can absolutely be for you as well. And as we always like to implore you, go out there, be fruitful and make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon.